Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of Nebcast. I'm Brad Haig. And I'm Ryan Frost. And uh, what are we doing here today, Ryan, for this uh, podcast? We are at beautiful Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, watching the Colorado Rockies take on the San Diego Padres in the home stretch here in baseball. I know, we're almost uh, we're closing in on that uh, coveted October run. Uh, they have a chance at a uh, wild card spot. Wild card spot. Do they, have, do they still have a chance at uh, just taking the division? They do. It's really slim. They're up. They're down by five games. There's 12 games to play. They pretty much have to win out, basically, to have a chance to get the division because they're down by five games. So that means that the Dodgers have to lose five more games and the Rockies have to win five more games in the last 12 games of the season. Well, that sounds really difficult to me. So <laughs> uh, good luck to the home team. Um, so, yeah, we're basically we're going to... This episode is going to be about baseball, and uh, we're going to sit here and report uh, on the game and talk about uh, the sport itself. And um, uh, Ryan, what do you think uh, the Rockies need to do to succeed tonight? Well, all they really need to do is continue hitting like they have been. Their bullpen sharp. They have Jorge De La Rosa, who's going. He's going for 16 wins, and at the beginning of the year, he started I think 0 and 8. So, you know, they're they're on the right track. They fired the worst manager in baseball ever, Clint Hurdle. And uh, ever since then, the Rockies have been the best team in baseball, record-wise. Um, quality starts from pitcher-wise, and uh, pretty much in all aspects of the game. Now, uh, the weather here right now is pretty awful. Uh, it's a gray sky, it's really cold, and it's uh, drizzling a bit. Is that going to factor much into the game for the Rockies? Um, I don't know if it'll factor into the game for the Rockies. I think the Rockies are a little more accustomed to it than the San Diego Padres, because um, San Diego is a very beautiful city, and it's always warm and nice in San Diego. But... Uh, when you swing a bat when it's cold, it hurts. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, broken bats on TV lately. I've been watching the games, and uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of strength and force attributed to those uh, those swings and stuff. So imagine trying to control that bat with your frozen hands is going to be quite tough. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll uh, keep you updated. Ryan, anything else you want to add before we? Uh, we're watching the we're watching the team uh, practice batting right now, and how how they look, Ryan. Um, the Padres look gay. Um, oh, the Padres are up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, the, uh, are the Rockies in the outfield right now? Uh, no, it's the Padres warming up. If you can't tell, I'm a homer. Uh, been a Rockies fan forever. It's good to see that they're a good team. You know, they they've been playing really well this year, and uh, they got rid of the one person I thought they needed to get rid of, and that's their manager. I know. Ever since they uh, put Jim Tracy on, uh, he should get an award for like manager of the year for. The Rockies, it's the first time they've been over 80 games, I guess, or something. Yeah, they, uh, or 20 games over 500 in their correct. in their in their record, and yeah, they're uh, you know they went to the World Series in 2007, but I think they're an even better team this time this year around. Oh, I, I agree. I think they're um, fundamentally and pitching wise, I think they're a way better team. Um, they lost a little bit of pop. They don't have Matt Holiday anymore, but they're solid hitters from top to bottom. Right, Tulowitzki's been like just. Every game, like four straight games now, he's had a homer. Uh, yeah. And now they have a, actually, you know, they lost Holiday, but they do have Jason Giambi, and he's just clutch. Like in the last few innings lately, he's been running in his whole team. It's amazing. So. It's an exciting time to be a Rockies fan. I know. Maybe this is this is the year. You know, I I really hope so. You know, they they're just a good team. I mean, they're hitting, they're pitching. Um. They need to cut down on the strikes, uh, strikeouts. The strikeouts are what's been killing them um, lately on the road. They need to cut that out, be a little more timely with their hits. 
be a little more patient at the plate, and the sky's the limit with this team, really. I noticed uh, when Helton comes up to bat, he always seems to, like, just not even try for the first pitch. Like, as though he's testing him to see what kind of uh, pitcher or what kind of pitch he's going to get. Whereas, I don't know, it feels like I would just I would just try and swing for most <laughs> most everything to see what... Because, you know, it doesn't... Not every uh, swing has to be a home run. Like, you can still do a lot of damage just by hitting stuff into center field. Yeah, well, you... Todd Helton is a career 330 hitter, and so he's a great hitter, and he's a patient hitter. So he will take a lot of pitches because you want to get acclimated to how a pitcher's throwing a ball, where his release point is, how his curveball, how his fastball looks, how fast it's coming. Um, and that's what Todd Helen does. That's why you see him, you don't see him strike out too often because he is really good at getting just the bat on the ball, and he understands what he needs to do to be a successful hitter in baseball. Do you know what the lineup is uh, tonight with, uh, like, who's catcher, who's playing first, second, third base? You know, I don't. Um, we could wander around the stadium and get a lineup, but I think the manager does not turn the lineup in until about an hour before the game. So, Right on. Well, uh, what did um, – is The drizzle stopped. Yeah the, yeah, the rain has stopped a little bit. That's good. I appreciate that. The equipment appreciates that, too. Um, did the uh, San Francisco is the next team up on the Rockies' heels? Did they play today? They do. They play the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. And uh, are they? That's a three-game series, and they're two up in that. Uh, they've already won. They won the first game of the series. Um, so the Rockies are four games up. They were four and a half yesterday. Um, the Diamondbacks are the worst team in the National League West, behind the Pod. Uh, it goes the Diamondbacks, Padres, Giants, and Rockies, and of course the Dodgers. So. Still a little upset that they uh, managed to get a game out of the uh, Rockies last week. That, that was kind of... Yeah, but the Rockies came back and they beat their best pitcher. And, I mean, the Rockies won when they really, really needed to win. I mean, the Darcy team one and a half games up and three and a half games up is huge. Right. They were so close. They were uh, just two game within two games of the Dodgers, and now they're, what, five back now? They're, they're five. I mean, the only chance... I mean, the Rockies do the last three games of the year against the Dodgers... So if they can go into the weekend, you know, three games back, if they sweep the Dodgers, in theory, they could be the number one team in the National League West and maybe the National League. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> and not that that really matters. I mean, in 2007, they were the wild card, and they still, you know, went all the way to the big game. So uh, just as long as you get in, it's it's your control of your own destiny. You know, you see that a lot now, not just in baseball, but in a lot of sports, wild card teams. There's not a big difference between them and, you know, the best teams in the sport. I mean, look at the Arizona Cardinals last year. They made a Super Bowl, and they're 9-7. And And weren't the Giants the year before that? Weren't they the wild-card team? They were. You know, the Broncos were the first wild-card team to win a Super Bowl in 1997. And since then, I want to say, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think seven teams that were wild-card teams have won the Super Bowl in 11 years. So, what happened? Oh, I was going to say, weren't the Steelers a wild-card, too? They were last year. So Steelers and Cardinals yeah. were wild card teams in the Super Bowl. So there's a 100% chance a wild card team is going to win that <laughs> win that game. You know, also too, you know, in in sports now, there's not a big difference in football between six and ten and ten and six. And it looks like the uh, Padres have uh, finished up their practice. They've headed back to the lo- to the locker room. Do they have a locker room, or is it just on the bench over there? In uh, baseball, it's called a clubhouse. Uh, and right. yes, it's underneath the stadium and they're really nice they also have like batting cages underneath the stadium and so you can practice your hitting before you uh even get to the plate absolutely nice 
So you don't just get to practice for the game and then go out there. Like you can actually practice while you're in the game. Yep. Nice. Cool. So uh, the dirt uh, does that get pretty muddy on a day like this? It does. It's if you watch the uh, ground crew, they're going to be working really hard, really hard to keep it dry, keep it nice, and yeah, it's going to be slick out there for sure. Cool. All right. Well. Uh, we're going to pause for a second, and we'll come back when uh, more stuff starts to happen at this game. We're kind of like two hours early right now. So uh, we've got plenty of time to take it all in and enjoy the uh, the atmosphere. And, uh, yeah, we had some uh, photographer girl come up and take our picture, presumably to sell us a photo after the game. And I think she really wanted Brad's penis. Yeah, I guess um, since you know this is such a memorable moment, it had to be captured. <laughs> Us sitting here, uh, watching nothing going on, and just wearing—you've uh, got—you've got the away jersey or the alternate jersey, and I'm wearing the home jersey. I'm sporting two Lewitsky. You're sporting Helton. Go Rockies! Two of the games, two of the team's hottest players. Well, hottest in terms of uh, playing ability, <laughs> not uh, attractiveness. Not that that's a slide against them. I I I wouldn't know. I, I we'd have to ask a girl's opinion on that. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna shut this off right now before I dig myself <laughs> into a deeper hole. Okay, Ryan. I'm kind of a, a newbie to baseball, so I don't understand a lot of like the terms and staff and stuff. So one thing I've been like as I've been watching, I'm wondering what they're talking about when uh, someone brings up an ERA. An ERA is an earned run average over nine innings. So it's a whole game, even though you don't pitch nine innings, they still give you an earned run average over nine innings. So if you gave up three runs in six innings, that they take the six innings, add three more innings, and then the corresponding runs. So they basically averaging out every every three innings, you're going to give up two, three runs. So if you gave up three runs in six innings, they're going to give you three more, so your RA is six. And so it only applies to pitchers? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, this is really retarded, but what's their RBI? I, I, I think it's running batters in, but... It's runs batted in. Oh, okay. So it's close. Anytime you hit a ball and a runner scores, it's an RBI. Unless the runner scores on an error, then you don't get credited with an RBI. And, uh, basically an error is basically anytime someone in the outfield doesn't catch a ball or something? Not anybody in the outfield. It's anybody on the defensive side of the play who makes a mistake. So let's say there's a runner on third base. A ball's hit the third baseman. He throws the ball over the first baseman's head, causing the person on third to score. That's a run. That's a error, and the person scored on an error. You also don't get counted as an earned run if it's an error, because an error doesn't count for an earned run. An earned run is a, a pitcher makes a pitch, the ball's hit, and the runner scores. Now, uh, with pitches, um, I guess... There's different ways to throw it, so like I, I know like when I hear uh, curveball and um, slider, like I kind of think of goofy Warner Brothers cartoon style <laughs> pitches. But I guess okay, I I have heard things called breaking balls and and sliders, and there's no such thing as a screwball, right? There is a screwball. A breaking ball is any pitch that has a breaking motion. So if you do so it stops in midair. Like or slows down? <laughs> no, you, the way you grip the ball and snap your wrist, and the stitches on it 
creates a rotation, and the rotation coupled with how hard you throw the ball makes the ball break. So if you're throwing a curveball, you grab, you turn the ball basically sideways, hold it with your two fingers, and when you throw it, you let your fingers come off the ball, so it like rotates backwards, so it creates like a arc. And just the stitches change that? Yep. Wow. But only at like 90 miles an hour, right? If you were throwing it at 40 miles an hour, it wouldn't do anything? Curveballs usually top out about 70 miles an hour. But when you throw a curveball, chances are you're throwing it harder than you're throwing a fastball. Because your arm has to whip a lot more because you're trying to create... Basically, it's physics. You're creating friction with the ball spinning in opposite way against air. <laughs> it, it's, it's really... I mean, scientifically, it doesn't make sense, but... That's what happens. I know you think it wouldn't change that much, given the high velocity and the little resistance it's meeting. Um, so now, um, so what's a slider? A slider is a ball that breaks. If you're a right-handed pitcher and you throw a slider, your slider is going to break from right to left. If you're left-handed, it's going to break left to right. So it's basically a curveball. Kind of, it's the best way to describe a curveball is it's like a rainbow. A slider breaks down. It dips. So it's, and it slides, it slides across the plate. That's where it gets its name. And then a fastball is just a straight fast pitch? Or uh, can it occur? Uh, most, actually most fastballs have movement on them because they're throwing them so hard. And there's different kinds of fastballs. There's a four seam where you're grabbing the ball with four fingers and your all your fingers are on the seam. And then there's a two seam where you have the ball in between, basically, you make a C with your thumb and your index finger, and then you put your other, your middle finger on the other stitch, and then you throw it, and it it moves a lot, and that's how you get people out. Amazing. So I have a newfound respect for pitchers because I always yeah. thought you just had to throw the ball and get it to a certain certain spot, you know, behind the batter, to where the pitcher could catch, or the catcher could catch it. You'll find as you watch baseball more and more and more, as baseball's loaded with strategy, baseball's extremely strategic. And now, I also noticed, because I, I can never understand how the umpire was making its, his calls, but I guess uh, a, uh, anything, that constitutes, anything that constitutes a strike is within those, like, over the plate in between those two lines on the side of the plate? No, no, the two lines on the side of the plate are a batter box. A batter cannot move out of that box while he's swinging. Um, a strike is over the plate, and it's between the knees of the batter and basically the the Colorado or Rockies part of the chest. So you have, I don't know, very little window there. So you have three feet and then the plate, I don't know, maybe a foot wide. I noticed, uh, is it only Fox that does, like, the actual strike box? Like, it shows a little graphic, because Fox Sports Network, I haven't seen them. They always leave it up to, like, the umpire to... <laughs> yes, they don't do it during the game, but ESPN has one, too. Cool. Okay, Ryan, repeat that. What's the secret of a Rockies game? Well, anytime you go to a Rockies game behind Section 149, which we're in, there's called Buckaroos. The Buckaroos has a kid's meal that's $4. It comes with a hot dog, a juice, and cookies. If you want a corn dog, it's only $2 there. Like, small drinks are $3 there. Like, it's way cheaper than anywhere else in the stadium. Anytime you go to a sporting event, always go to the kid's place. You heard it from Ryan, folks. Secret of the Rockies game. We're about to take place in the uh, singing of the national anthem.
fact or comment or histories about the uh, national anthem there, Ryan? Well, Star Spangled Banner is written by Francis Scott Keyes during the War of 1812. He was held captive on a ship outside of Washington, and the rocket's red glare, even though the Fort Sumter was being hammered, they, the flag still wo flew above the fort, and America still kicked ass. Well, that's the story of the national anthem. There you have it, from Ryan Frost. <laughs> the uh, attendance is uh, quite the turnout here for such a cold day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think we're going to see the upper 20,000 tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sparse. And in fact, I think we could probably um, just move closer and no one would notice. Probably. But yeah, we're about to start the first inning and, uh, you know, go Rockies. Totally. Go Rockies. Okay, well, it looks like for tonight's lineup for the Rockies, we have uh, Jim Tracy as the manager, as usual. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez will be playing left field. Dexter Fowler will be in center field. Todd Helton will be first base. Troy Chulewiski will be shortstop. Brad Hoff will be right field. Yorvit Torrealba will be center field. Ian Stewart is third base, and Clint Barmas is second base. And finally, Jorge De La Rosa will be pitching. Ryan, what do you think of this lineup? Studly. I think they can win with this one. What do you think? They will. Again, it goes from top to bottom. You can't have strikeouts at the bottom of the lineup like they've had the last few days. So, Ryan, it's the end of the first inning. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us what's been going on so far? Um, well, it's been a slugfest at the start. The Padres got two runs at the top of the first, and the Rockies answered right back with four in the bottom of the first with a three-run bomb by Brad Hopp. I think it's still going. And it's the end of the second inning, and the Rockies have managed to score another run. Uh, Ryan, analysis. Um, this is an ass-kicking, straight up. <laughs> Who got that uh, fifth run for the Rockies? Um, that would be Seth Smith, uh, pinched hit for Carlos Gonzalez for some unknown reason, and then Todd Helton drove him in with a single. Nice. Doing a good job, Rockies. Keep it up. See you after the third inning. <laughs> so, Ryan, it's the bottom of the third inning, and uh, things have gone wrong. Yes, the Rockies have surrendered the lead. They gave up four runs in the top of the third, but it's up to the Rockies to rebound, and let's see if we can do it with Brad Hopp. And so it's 6-5 to five in favor of the Padres, and um, it's really starting to rain now. It's really coming down. How, what, what does it take to uh, call a game on account of rain? Um, it has to be dangerous conditions for the players. And do you think we'll get to that point? Mm, I don't know. It's kind of been off and on. We'll see. Uh, right now it's... Right now it's no, it's starting to get that way. <laughs> well, we'll see at the uh, beginning of the fourth. <laughs> and that's the end of the third inning, and uh, Ryan, get us caught up on what's happened. Um, the Rockies have scored one run to tie the pull even at 6-6. Six, six. And who scored that run? Um, I don't Some guy in a Rockies uniform. But that's good. We're, we're tied. This is a good, a good game. It's a... Uh, Getting pretty cold and rainy out here. Uh, I'm trying to enjoy some hot chocolate, but uh, there's still quite a bit of ball game left to go. Hopefully we can make it. So, Ryan, we're in the bottom of the seventh, and uh, keep us up to date. What's going on? Uh, the Rockies have just scored another go-ahead run, and it stopped raining, but just like herpes, rain always comes back. <laughs> uh, who who uh, hit the ball, and uh, who got the run? Uh, Tulowitzki hit the ball, and Dexter Fowler scored. Nice. Uh, this game's, uh, what? Brad, how's it, how are you feeling? You're, you're, um... My hands are really cold, and, uh, but I think it's worth it to watch <laughs> the Rockies win. Totally. Uh, so yeah, the score is now, uh, 7-6 to six in favor of the Rockies, and, uh, also with that score, uh, we have 
we have earned some four free tacos, or not free, but four tacos for a dollar from Taco Bell. Go Rockies! I can't wait to feed my hunger! <laughs> from four to six tomorrow, anyone who lives in the Colorado area can uh, enjoy, can go between four and six p.m. and collect their four tacos for a dollar. Okay, so Ryan, we're in the bottom of the sixth, right? Yes. <laughs> no, it's the top of the sixth, I'm sorry. Top of the sixth? Yes. Oh, right, because the Padres, okay, the Padres are up. Um, forgot to mention earlier, they uh, pulled Jorge De La Rosa in what inning? The second. The second. Oh, Pretty no, the third, I'm sorry. He pitched two and one-third inning. So, uh, since then, we've been going with who? Belial. Belial, and we have uh, just now pulled him. The score is still 7-6 in favor of the Rockies, but there is a Padre on second, and he is threatening. The uh, Padres are doing a good job of hitting... Uh, Hitting balls around, as they're accustomed to. <laughs> Maybe we should be the San Francisco Padres. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hopefully this new uh, pitching change will uh, solidify the victory and not let them score any more runs. There's one out, but um, uh, no strikes and no balls for this new player. <laughs> So that's the end of the sixth, Ryan. Uh, rather long inning. Uh, where are we at? Well, the Rockies are up by two and kicking butt. they got to continue this because they need to win this game and stay ahead in the wild card. That's right. The uh, Diamondbacks are, uh, have pulled ahead of the Giants, and so they're winning that game. But the uh, Braves are creeping up, so they got to hope that they uh, fall, fall in that game. But uh, right now we're witnessing... Um, well, what are we looking at, Ryan? We're doing a jersey toss with chicks who don't know how to use slingshot. Also forgot to mention that when the uh, Rockies came up to bat, they made a pitching change for the Padres. Uh, I'm not sure which pitcher they went with, but um, he obviously didn't do very well because the Rockies scored another run on him. Here we are in the seventh. The uh, Padres are up to bat. Uh, number 22, Eckstein. And who's pitching for Colorado right now? Actually, Houston Street made his long-awaited return. He wore out his bicep, and they put him on the shelf for like a week and a half. But he's back. Nice. I've, uh, I don't think I've ever seen him at work. He is the uh, the best pitcher for the Rockies? He's one of them. He made the all-star team, so... Excellent. All right. Street winds up. And it's a strike. And that's two outs for the Padres. Next up to bat is number 23, Gonzalez. There are three Gonzalez in this game, I think. Gonzalez is very popular. Um, it was popular after they jumped the fence and reproduced really crazy. Uh, we'll probably have to cut that out. What? Why? <laughs> You're right. No one listens to this anyway. Um, Who are we going to offend? I, I, I have the First Amendment right, um, freedom of speech. And uh, something's going down. What's going down, Ryan? Uh, they took out Houston Street, and he pitched really well for a little bit, and they just gave him an applause. Why they Why they bench him already? He's that was like three pitches. They don't want to bring him back too soon, so he hurts his arm. Don't you think he should maybe go for the try and get the three outs first? Well, again, they're just trying to preserve him, make sure he gets some work in, and not injure himself further. All right, good call. I'm not going to dispute Jim Tracy. He seems to know what he's doing. So, who's that going to bring up, do you think? Um, Bimel is the one who's on the mound. Bimel? Bimel? 
you decide. <laughs> I, I believe that. I think I've heard his Bible before. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> There's no clock in this stadium. Alright, 9.15. This game started at 7, basically, so we've been here two hours. And uh, the rain... Because remember, we got here like at 5.30. That's true, yeah. The game's been two hours, but we've been actually sitting here in the cold for about four hours. Uh, surprisingly, my hands are not blue, but the, the rain has subsided, and it's uh, just rather cold. Not so much uh, wet anymore, so... Uh, bit of a pitching break here, so hopefully we'll get back to the game and uh, see the Rockies win some more. And that's another three outs for the San Diego Padres. That means the Rockies are going to come up and finish off the seventh. Uh, who's up? Who are the next three batters for Colorado, Ryan? Ian Stewart. Uh, that one dude, Clinton Parmas. And that other guy. Excellent. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm just standing up. Everyone else seems to be standing. Oh, it's a seventh inning stretch, Brad. It's a oh. tradition here in baseball country. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, it's a seventh inning stretch. It's a tradition here in the baseball country. And why is it a tradition? Uh, why is it a tradition? You know, I don't have the answer for that. I just know that. Uh, well, then what good are you? All right, back to the game. <laughs> Kidding. Fuck you, Brad. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, children. <laughs> it's interesting you suddenly uh, choose now to curb your swearing because there was like two kids behind us the whole time. We were, yeah, we've been asleep. talking. They're asleep, though. <laughs> and they're like one years old, so you'll never... What? And he was pulling the back of my jersey. What the hell, man? You don't like Tulo? <laughs> Why would you bring a toddler to a cold, freezing... Night game when they're, yeah. Brad, maybe it's the only money they had to spare in this troubled economy. <laughs> they couldn't do anything at home with their money. <laughs> it's Monopoly. There's a um, a post with the okay, little rings okay, that I they can play with. That I really hate this song, and it's really annoying that it's in baseball. What song? If you be Maggie. <laughs> but uh, do the Broncos have any kind of tradition or song like that? Um. No. Excellent answer. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> okay, the scoreboard's back up, so we can uh, confirm that it's actually Ian Stewart, Clint Barmas, and Biomol. I don't know his first name. <laughs> We're the best commentators for sports ever. Yes. Excellent answer. Back to the game. You know what? I'm going to call it. Uh, this is going to be a home run. Actually, uh... <laughs> Stewart's just going to get walked. They're not the home run, I'm sorry. And there was some guy walking around selling cotton candy that looked like Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. He was uh, really adamant about us buying the cotton candy, but no one seemed to buy it. So. Scared people. And no one wanted to buy cotton candy from a scary person. I mean, really, cotton candy on cold day, I, I don't know how appetizing that is. It's probably like eating a big icicle. Okay, seriously? I'm tired of the managers walking out to the mound. Slowing down the game. I'm sure everyone at the stadium would just like to get this game over with. Give the Rockies a win. 
And that clicking sound is the <laughs> biological clock of all the women who aren't married. <laughs> and Clint Parvis has hit a long bomb out to uh and that's two runs scored by Clint Barman. Brian, describe that play since I missed it. Um, Clint Barman hit a line drive down the right field line. The right fielder dove for it, missed, and like broke his arm, and he ran home and, and inside the park home run. And uh, so who ran in? Uh, Clint Barmas and Ian Stewart. Excellent. Hopefully this dude doesn't hurt too bad. That brings the score to... 10 to 6 for Colorado, in favor of Colorado, and uh, wow, he's really hurt. Yeah. He did not move after he made that dive. That's a, that's a shame. You never want to see people get hurt in this game. Never. Even if it's the opposing team. Never. Never. Looks like uh, he's standing up. The crowd's applauding. It looks like he's going to be okay. All right, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him come off the field and, and you know, the, the crowd respecting the effort he made. That's good sportsmanship for the. Uh, for the crowd, for the team, it's uh, the kind of thing you want to see in sports. It really, it, it really is. It really is. <laughs> so that makes 13 hits for the Rockets for the night. It's probably the most I've uh, ever seen them hit in person. Yeah, that's a lot of hits. I was at a game, though, that they won 18 to 10, and they hit 24. Wow. How long ago was that? Oh, uh, like... Two or three years ago, it wasn't that long ago. It was a sweep of the Reds, if I remember right. Two weeks ago, they were only scoring like three or four points a game and maybe getting two hits or something. Really kind of kind of weak, but tonight they are definitely showing how uh, dominating they can be. Definitely the, uh, the uh, demonstration of a true World Series caliber team. I agree. Eric Young Jr. is coming up to bat. Um, he has not been in the lineup so far tonight. He has not. He is the son of former Rocky great Eric Young. And Eric Young, if you remember, in 1993, in the first game at Mile High Stadium on the first pitch, hit a home run. Rocky's history. That's amazing. So uh, hopefully like father, like son, right? We can only hope. Now, uh, what, what's this move mean, obviously? Because uh, he wasn't in the lineup. Is this the pinch hit? It is a pinch hitter for the pitcher in the ninth spot. If uh, no one on base, why, uh, why the move, do you think? Well, because pitchers, relief pitchers, as you saw earlier with uh, Belisle, cannot swing a bat worth a damn, so they'll use their whole bench. So they're just going to give their hitters a break, basically, with their padded lead? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, it looks like Eric Young hit the ball to center, and um, or to, to first base, and basically got himself an out. And now we're waiting for yet another pitching change by the San Diego Padres. It's because the Rockies are kicking their butt so bad that they just got to, you know. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to <laughs> yeah, do. They need to find a, find a pitcher that can get the job done. Because if you look at the scoreboard, the Rockies have scored in every inning except for the fifth. And, you know, I guess kudos to them for still trying when they're not really in the race. Right now there's some kind of a scoreboard game being played with the crowd. And Tulo is the answer, which is appropriate because Tulo seems to always be the answer for the Rockies. <laughs> and it looks like Seth Smith is up to bat, and hopefully we'll see yet another run by the Rockies. And he lets it go for a ball. The crowd goes silent. 
And that's a strike from Padres pitcher Podrera. And Seth has called for another ball. Top of the seventh here, or bottom of the seventh. Rockies have one out. That's another ball on Seth Smith. He's probably going to get a walk. Well, he's still got to work the count here. I mean, it's three and one, so expect a good uh, batter's. I mean, a batter's pitch here. So he might get a swing at this one. And that's a full count as Seth Smith walks to first base. Oh, sweet. Dude, it's you too. I love you too. I love when they play their songs. Oh, hey. And we got Dexter Fowler up to bat. He's uh, got one strike against him. And that's two strikes. Wow. Uh, gotten a little warmer out here, hasn't it? It's not as cold. Oh, it's definitely way warmer than it has been in the earlier innings. People have ditched their umbrellas and they're taking off their um, ponchos. And Pedrera tries to out Seth Smith at first base, but he fails. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was insightful. <laughs> Sometimes I think they're just trying to uh, get throw the rhythm for Dexter Fowler when they uh, That's right. make that play. A lot of time, is, a lot of time in baseball is planning. A couple weeks ago I was watching them and Helton was up to bat and he seemed to get really thrown off when uh, Dexter Fowler was trying to steal second and um, the pitcher just kept throwing back and forth at first base and Helton never had time to find a rhythm so obviously... He wasn't very productive. And it's now 3-2 on Dexter Fowler. Hopefully the Padres can load up some more bases for the Rockies. If they uh, do get Dexter Fowler up on first, he's pretty fast. And uh, that's a double play, folks. So the Rockies, unfortunately are retired in the seventh inning, and we're two innings away from getting the hell out of here. <laughs> and that inning was brought to you by the Isle Casino and Hotel, your getaway. Everyday getaway. <laughs> I was trying to read it out in right field. <laughs> New $100 limits, 24-hour gambling, and strippers galore at Central City Blackhawk, and Verizon phones for everyone at the game tonight. Um, looking at the scoreboard, it looks like the San Francisco-Arizona game is only in the fifth still, with Arizona leading 9-5. to 9-4, to four. Nine excuse to four. me. Get some fucking glasses, man. <laughs> it's like as big as can be out there. We're at the opposite side of the field, Ryan. Yes, but I can see it clearly. Now that the rain is gone. What time did the game start? Because it says it's only in the fifth. Uh, probably started at 7, well, I guess. That's, uh... That's a long time, considering we're we start at the same time when we're in the eighth inning. What are they doing down there? Do you think? Um, blowing cactus. Uh, apparently, we've got another pitching change for the Rockies at some point. We weren't paying attention. Uh, Matt Daly is up. 
And uh, he is pitching against Chase Headley, number seven for the San Diego Padres. And so far he's got two strikes. And hopefully Haley will uh, complete the set with this next pitch. And he does. So Chase Headley, you can go sit your ass back down the <laughs> dugout. <laughs> Take some fine because you love wood in your ass. <laughs> How many uh, broken bats have we had tonight, Ryan? Uh, I have not seen one broken bat. Have you seen a broken bat? Uh, I have not seen one either. What? Uh, they must be using some kind of premium wood tonight. <laughs> I do believe the Rockies always get good wood. <laughs> hey <laughs> Alright, so that's one strike against number 14, Salazar. Salazar. Matt Daly seems to be pretty composed. Has his uh, shit together. <laughs> What's uh, <laughs> that's a technical term. Can you imagine if announcers were really like this? It'd be awesome. <laughs> like just actually saying exactly what's going on. Yeah. Not pulling any punches. Just calling it naturally like it is. Uh, Salazar swings. That's a ball. And the ball. What's that, the backfield, I guess? It's actually called the backstop. Close. <laughs> Ball rolled around the backstop and uh, kind of a go-nowhere play. And Salazar pops it foul to right field. Another free ball for the stands. There's been a lot of foul balls tonight. Yeah, you know, I always wondered like how many balls they go through in like a game, you know? And uh, I saw this commercial once where the players in it were, like, actually, uh, like, squeezing and... Hit it down. And that's another strike. So Salazar sits, and Venable, number 25, is up. Uh, so the players actually, like, work the balls. <laughs> uh, kind of uh, wear them in before they actually use them in the game. Yeah, they want to get their grip onto the game on the balls. Like, it's... It's important to have a firm grip when you're throwing a ball. Right before they get battered around, right? Yeah, before they... Exactly. <laughs> and that's a strike. Strike one. On Venable. Uh, Venable flies it to first base, and Helton's got it, so that's three outs. So here comes the bottom of the eighth. Now, if the Rockies... Once the Rockies are done with this inning, we'll go to the ninth, and then the Padres will have their inning to score points. If they don't, the game's over. That is correct. So there will be no appearance of the Rockies in the ninth. Nope, we will not need to see the Rockies in the ninth, because the Rockies will win this game, I'm calling it. Four runs. Can the Padres do it? I hope not. <laughs> and that's the word of an impartial commentator. <laughs> totally impartial. The Rockies are the best. Oh no, I have a stain on my Rockies jersey. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth, and Todd Helton is first up to bat. Ryan, what can we expect from Todd Helton? Well, what the thing we want to expect from Todd Helton is to drag the inning out. You know, this is basically padding stats right now. So um, Todd's going to stay in the game, and he's going to be facing P Porida. Porida? Porida, some Spanish name. And the first pitch is swung on and fouled straight back to the cheap seats. Brad, where would you think the cheap seats would be? 
Um, probably the farthest away from home plate and highest, so I'm going to guess right where that group of people is still <laughs> hanging out. The whole game, there's been this group of people <laughs> in the worst seats in the stadium. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a nice overhang for the weather, but since the weather has uh, calmed down, um, it's not really necessary, and there's plenty of... there's The crowd is very sparse, so there's plenty of room to move down or, you know, get closer to the field. And, but, 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 they're, but they're staying together like a, like a real like a, like the Rockies do like the Rockies stay together. That's true. That's true. Good observation. And Todd Helens fouled the second pitch back and the wind up and the throw, and he laced that one into right field right in front of us, and that's a base hit for Todd Helton. Todd Helton is two for four on the day, and that brings up good old Troy Tulowitzki. Brad, who's your favorite baseball player? Oh gosh. You know, it's really hard to pick a single player from the Rockies. Um, I mean, all time. Um, you could go with Helton, you could go with Tulowitzki. Um, Farmers and Hop have been, you know, very productive this season. Uh, Tori Alba's been clutch. Um, yeah, as far as the rest of the league is concerned, uh, you can't pick any better players. They're all on the Colorado Rockies team. That's what I like to hear. You know, actually, I love Troy Tulowitzki and Brad Hop. But uh, players I respect on other teams, I really like Derek Jeter a lot. And Johan Santana is a pitcher for the Mets. He's dominant. I like players like that. And the pitch. And that's going to be a strike. One ball, one strike to Troy Tulowitzki. Helton on first. You know, the uh, Yankees have the best record in baseball, but I believe that um, the rest of the world is behind the Rockies if they make it to the postseason because... Let's face it, the Yankees have plenty of championships, and they really don't need another. Brad, you know how many championships the Yankees have? Uh, I'm going to go with 20. Close. They have 26. Wow. That's way too many. That's the most of any professional sports team. That means they've dominated for 26 years, and, you know, there's, what, 18, 20 other teams that could really deserve another one. (laughs) Yes, there's 30 teams in baseball. Ah. And the 1-2 pitch is on the way. And that one's going to be low. Troy's going to take it, take a step out of the batter's box. He's going to adjust his gloves, even though he didn't take a swing. No one knows why. I noticed, uh, is the um, NL Central the only division in baseball that has six teams in it? It is. That's rough. That's got to suck for those the teams in that division because it's uh, way harder to win that division with so much competition. You know, it is. The, actually, the National League has 16 teams, and the American League only has 14 so, does baseball have a plan of expansion? You know, like maybe Idaho could use a team. Um, Louisiana, maybe. I mean, Louisiana has the Saints in football, right? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. I think, if I anything, I heard they would take teams away. Like the one in Canada. <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays? <laughs> the Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. That, yeah, that is, is, that is interesting that we have a Canadian uh, football team in the uh, National Football League. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I'm all about tradition. You know, if they've been in the league for that long, like, why remove them I'm based on their nationality? But uh, Oh, no, I'm just basing it on, like, they have no fans and no one cares about them. <laughs> is, uh, and they're Canadians with their flapping heads and beady eyes. Is baseball not popular in Canada? Um, you know, I don't know. I couldn't answer that question, honestly, for you. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki is working count full. And here's the setup. And the pitch. And it's low, and that's going to be ball four, so he's going to walk Troy to first. We got runners on first and second. That was into the dirt. There was no chance that, you know, 
that pitch was going to take Tulowitzki out. It's a shame, though, because I would like to see a home run out of Tulowitzki tonight. Me too. Let's see if we can get uh, Brad Hopp to hit another one. If you recall, in the first inning, Brad Hopp hit a three-run home run. The solo home run, home run of the night. I don't think the uh, Padres have scored any home runs of their own. They have not. Actually, Brad, it's a, there's two home runs tonight. Remember, Clint Barmas hit an inside-the-park home run his last time up. Oh, I, I forgot because I was looking away, unfortunately, at the time. But you're right. That is two for the Rockies. That's why they're so dominant. And it's now on the sixth inning, and San Francisco is still trailing the Arizona Diamondbacks 9-4. to four. And we're going to have yet another conference on the mound, and the Frans are getting restless because it's starting to get really annoying. Hush has taken the crowd. There's still people in the rock pile, though. Go Rockies fans. All right, are we finally going to get this thing going? All right, let's do it. Would you, uh, is the rock pile considered like the uh, worst seats in the stadium? Because I would think that you have the best view of you know home runs coming off the plate. Well, technically, but yeah, I mean you're so far away is why they are. I mean they're only four dollars a seat, and you can get them for every game. They go on sale just before every game. It's a cool thing that the Rockies implemented in their first year, and they carried it over to Coors Field. If there's dead air, if you want to hit the side button whenever the... Yeah, I'm not going to touch anything. (laughs) Cool, cool. There's like 17 hours left. So not that much left on this of our whimsical antidotes. Count is 2-1. Ooh, just a bit inside. It's 3-1 now. Brad Hopp is working the count as well. This pitcher better get shit together. He's going to have the bases loaded with Tori Alba up to bat. But that's okay with me because being a Rockies fan... Ooh, Brad wanted that one. Well, Brad, we've survived the cold so far. And uh, any reservations about doing the game? Not at all. It's, I mean... The players have to work their asses off on the field. Why can't the uh, fans work their asses off, too? <laughs> and he just walked the bases loaded, and here comes Tori Alba. You know, I, Tori Alba. I remember in the Rockies' 2007 World Series run against the Padres in the last game of the year, it was a one-game playoff, Tori Alba hit a home run to the area where we were sitting, and it was a rocket. I'd like to see him do that again. If anyone can do it, it's Tori Alba. That is correct. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Brad. Brad? <laughs> I've had it all night. You can keep it if you want. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. They're talking on the mound again. They're going to do a uh, pitching change again. So um, Brad's going to hit the button because I don't want to erase anything. Wait, wait. So they just did a pitching change and they're doing yet another one? They are. Oh. All right. Sweet. Another hush falls over the crowd. A hush of... <laughs> God, let's get this game over with. And they're cheering a fat guy who keeps on bringing jackets in, and there he goes. He's going to make it to the bullpen. He ran all the way in there, and he didn't fall down to make an ass out of everybody. And he was able to squeeze through the door without any trouble. <laughs> so you're, are you excited about your uh, your dollar tacos? I am. I can't wait to eat them like this. Oh, no, no, no. All right, it seems the rain is returning. Bases are loaded. Troy Alba is up to bat. He has one strike against him. That's one ball on Troy Alba. So one ball, one strike. Well, unfortunately, Troy Alba hit it to second base, and the Padres 
forced out a home run, so Ian Stewart is up to bat, and hopefully he will bring one of these three Rockies home. And it's a foul. Foul to right. Two strikes on Ian Stewart. One out for the Rockies. So close to ending this game. That's another ball on Ian Stewart. So now they're just Rockies on second and third base. Oh, first base is wide open for Ian Stewart if he can get this next pitch out into the field. The tension, Ryan. <laughs> Palpable. Oh. And strike three for Ian Stewart. It's okay, though. And home run hitter number two, Clint Barmas, <laughs> is back out on the field for to try and bring these two Rockies home. Can he do it? He can. I'm going to say another home run. I'm calling it. And Clint Barmas puts points out into <laughs> the outfield just like Babe Ruth. Not really, just kidding. The Rockies are, are a very humble baseball club, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. They just play the game. They play to win. They just don't play to play. They play to win the game. You play to win the game, Ryan. <laughs> Hello? You just don't play to play. <laughs> Burke pitching for the Padres uh, has gone 3-2 on the count for Clint Barmas. Crowd uh, disagrees with that strike call. It's bullshit. And Clint Barmas is walked to first base. Once again, the Rockies have bases loaded with Jason Giambi up to pinch hit. Jason Giambi is coming up, and the crowd loves it. They just love it. I tell you what, Ryan. It's so cold out right now that when I have to go to the bathroom later, it's going to feel like icicles shooting out of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate turn of events, Ryan. Brad Hoff. Some of the pitch got behind the catcher. He ran to score, but the ball bounced right back to the catcher. And he threw it right back to the pitcher, and he was gunned down at home. So no home run by Giambi. No more runs scored by the Rockies in the eighth. But it's okay, because the Rockies are still up by four. And we five. are... Five? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I should pay attention. All right, um, so here we go. The most important inning right now, the ninth inning coming up. And all the Rockies have to do is keep them from scoring. And they will do it. I have a good feeling about the pitcher they're bringing in right now because I don't know who it is because I can't see his number. So they're, uh... Who are they bringing in, Ryan? Number 58. Curly-haired guy. <laughs> who is it, Ryan? Juan Rincon. And, uh, you know, strangely, the crowd is, uh... In large numbers, dispersing. They must think this is a lock victory for the Rocks. They must really believe in Rincon. <laughs> well, most of the crowd may be leaving, but the true diehard Rockies fans are sticking it out till the very end to make sure that the Rockies feel the full support in this final inning. Absolutely. You can't give up on your team. 
these so-called fans that are leaving are not fans. Right. They may be leaving and think that they're not giving up on their team, but when you're out there, you want to know that you have plenty, like a whole city of Denver behind you. <laughs> in the stadium, not just at home. All right, that's one strike on Blanco. One ball, one strike on Blanco now. If Rincon can keep it together, this game may be over in a matter of minutes. Two strikes. No outs. And the Giants have pulled ahead of the. Uh, I mean, the Diamondbacks pulled ahead of the Giants now, ten to four. It's the seventh inning. It uh, looks like the uh, Diamondbacks are going to come away with the win, and hit out to second base. And Helton catches it for the out. So next up will be Tony Gwynn Jr. for the Padres. Rain's finally coming back pretty hard. I'd like to take this opportunity to promote nebulousvisions.com. If you like creativity and funny videos, check out www.nebulousvisions.com for a uh, over 50. It's webical. <laughs> over 50 creative and in imaginative videos by the newest up-and-coming talent in Denver, Colorado. The count is one ball, zero strikes, and one out. Tony Quinn Jr. really wants to do something good for the Padres, but I think the uh, Rockets are just too dominant. And really, at this point, why not just give it up to them? Because everyone wants to go home. <laughs> the Rockies will probably love the Padres more if they can just go home right now and avoid the rest of this heavier, heavier, heavier rain coming down. Count is 2-1 on Tony Quinn Jr., It's now 10 o'clock in the Denver Mountain area. The count is 3-1. Burke will be next up to bat as soon as Rincon strikes out Tony Gwynn Jr. And ball four. Gwynn Jr. walks to first. And Todd Helton punches him square in the face for some odd reason. <laughs> he gave him a crooked look. I saw it. <laughs> Luckily, the umpires didn't see it, so it's totally legal. And uh, I believe the uh, MLB Association probably won't even find Helton. Probably not. He's meant so much to the game of baseball that they're just going to willing to look these uh, transgressions. After a certain amount of years, you're basically exempt from a lot of rules in baseball. Yes. As long as, as, long as you stay with one team. Yes, um, next year Todd will be able to run with a bat around the bases and hit anybody who gets in his way. <laughs> it's an extra added, added feature to the first base position. All right, strike one against Macias. I guess uh, Macias is pinch hitting for um, Burke. The rain's getting really heavy. Smartly, everyone is leaving. Except us. We're going to... Hold it to the end. A lot of uh, conversation going on down there. 
Yeah, it seems like um, there were a little dispute about the size of the baseball that came in, but they're able to um, say that it is legal size, just a little hemorrhoid on it. Oh! And the pitch grazes Macias. Not, uh, not sure if it actually hit him in the leg or not. But if it did hit him in the leg, it probably would have been a free walk, right? Um, it, it would have been. And Tony Gwynn Jr. seems surprisingly spry after the punch in the face he received from Todd Helton. <laughs> I know. It's almost like he's recovered pretty quickly. Did he go to second base? He did. Um, when did that happen? Uh, that happened because the catcher did not catch the ball. Got to stick with those fundamentals, right, Ryan? Fundamentals will win you games, then it'll lose you games. If you don't have fundamentals, you will lose the game. There's still plenty of fans up in the high seats. Ah, oh, Rockies. That's another walk for Macias. Uh, possibly an error retiring Matt Daly that early? Oh, uh, it seems to be. Seems to be. And Jim Tracy's out on the mound. Um, here, I can read his lips from here. Look, dude, just get these motherfuckers out so we can go home and get warm. I'm tired of your bullshit. Throw strikes. Uh, I think he's, part of that was fucking freezing out here. <laughs> oh, I did miss that part. Um, Tulewitzki stepped in front of me, but luckily Brad was able to see. And Rincon's still in the game. So, one out though. Gonna need two. Hopefully, maybe uh, Cabrera will hit a line drive that Tulowitzki can pick up and pull the double play. Ah, ball one. You're hearing boost in the crowd. Definitely not helping Rincon's confidence right now. Do you think the rain could be uh, confusing Rincon? It can be a factor. <laughs> Parts of the crowd are calling for Rincon's removal. Oh, and the bat is broken. Todd Helton out at first, but Tony Gwynn Jr. has moved up to third, so the Padres might score one run before this game is over, with two outs left, the uh, scoreboard is calling us to stand on our feet, but uh, my legs are way too cold, <laughs> the uh, addition of the heavy rain has drop the temperature in this game. There Strike one on, on Eckstein. Number 22 Eckstein is up to bat. Strike one, two outs. Two more strikes and the Rockies will claim the first win of this series. And hopefully, once this podcast is posted, the, uh, the Denver sports area will commend us and give us a box 
from which to do these in the future instead of the rain is definitely pouring heavy now what was once a light flurry earlier is now a torrential downpour it's like god himself is pissing on us <laughs> god is upset is upset that this game has gone on and Rincon barely grazes Eckstein, bringing the count to 3-1. Two strikes would end it, and yet it drags on. Perhaps Rincon is having trouble with a right-handed pitcher, or a catch. Ah! Right-handed batter, three bases are loaded. Looks like Jim Tracy's coming back out. What's uh, what's Rincon's history? And yes, Rincon is leaving the game. Uh, his history is he's a shitty pitcher, as you can tell by his um, <laughs> his stats. He's three and two with a 6.31 ERA, 20 walks and 25 strikeouts. That's not a very good um, ratio. Why would Jim Tracy even bring him into the game at this point in the first place? He's probably trying to save the closer for tomorrow, but now he has to bring in the closer to finish this game. Okay, we're back. Morales is warmed up. Franklin Morales pitching for the Rockies to number 23, Padres Gonzalez. Ball one. Rockies hoping to just finish this game out. Definitely don't want to Score three runs this close to the end. Strike one. One strike closer. Once again, bases are loaded for the Padres. They need five, six runs to take the game away from the Rockies. Sounds difficult, but the Padres are a snake in the grass, as evidenced by this fly out to left field. And that brings Tony Gwynn home. Two runners home to make the score 11 to 8. Ryan, I'm getting worried. This might get away from the Rockies. Um, hopefully it will not, and they'll clamp it down right now. <laughs> Just one more out is all they need to finish this, and they can't seem to do it. Tag runs at the plate, that's never good. Chase Headley fouls it to the back. I want to remind listeners that Coors Field wants you to drink Coca-Cola whenever you can. Morales throws. Ball one. Rockies pitchers finding it hard to find the strike zone right now. They are. It's like the strike zone is vagina to a gay guy. Headley pops it up. Someone comes out. <laughs> That's two strikes. 
on Headley. The crowd is going nuts. So one more strike could end it, Ryan. And let's hope it does, because it is freezing and wet. I feel like a wet dog right now, Ryan. No pressure on Morales. None at all. Ball two. Morales is really, <laughs> really creating some tension for this crowd. I, I don't know if he knows it, but he, uh, we all want to go home. <laughs> There's no need to drag this game out. No reason to tease us right now. Headley has his number. Ball three. Full count. Do not need another Padre at the plate. Padres only need four to spoil this game, and there are four Padres out on the field right now. Headley fouls it to left field, to right field. hear from the reaction from the crowd. And another run for the Padres. Uh, not another run. The bases nope. are loaded. Oh. So, first was open the whole time? Yes. <laughs> Alright, well, my mistake. Bases are now loaded, and um, Salazar is up to bat. Uh, history of Salazar, right? Um, it's not very good. <laughs> he only has 24 hits this year. Strike. Morales strikes on Salazar. One more chance to put away this game. I don't know if Morales is aware, but there are no more chances to put away this game if Salazar gets a home run. Hopefully we can get a little bit of that Rockies magic right here right now. Yep. Strike two. The count is 0-2 on Salazar. Now, Ryan, if you're Salazar right now, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a fastball, so I'm going to swing hard. <laughs> now, Trimmer. He's going to slip out of his hand and drill Eckstein on third base. He's going to hate life. And we're back to 1-2. 1-2. <clears throat> Now, if you're Morales, what are you thinking? Strike this motherfucker out. <laughs> oh. That's dangerous. Morales throws to Salazar. Salazar hits it foul to the right. I think he's setting him up. This next pitch is going to be a curveball.
Salazar pops it up. Sal's it. Right again. Look at me call the curveball. So that's the curveball? Yeah, if you look on the scoreboard, it tells you what pitch it is. Ah, I see that. 74 mile an hour curveball. Alright, you're, you're Morales. What do you do now, Ryan? I'm going to fastball inside. Ugh. Morales hits it. Damn. And the Padres have come back. It's now 11-10 favoring the Rockies. The Rockies just can't seem to put this away. Nope, it's embarrassing. Well, with one's the decisive five-point lead. It's now down to one. And I'm pretty sure no one wants this game to go into extra innings right now. <laughs> Jim Tracy's back out, out on the mound, talking to Morales. What's Jim Tracy saying to Morales right now, Ryan? Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> this should have been an easy win. Easy win, Ryan. The Rockies are going to lose, and I'm going to die of pneumonia. <laughs> if they lose, I'm going to cry. Well, you might as well, because if you do, no one will be able to notice well the rain on our faces. So close, yet the Padres seem to have the Rockies' number. After limiting them to two outs, the Padres have scored four runs. Hopefully Morales can finally put it away here. With bases loaded, no, there's no one on second base. Just one on third and one on first. So I'm guessing the Padres are going to possibly bunt this to get that third runner. And they have two outs. He's going to try to hit the ball. <laughs> Hundley up to bat. Morales throws. Practically hits Hundley for one ball. Finally hits it. Caught it, Ryan. Seth Smith <laughs> playing perfect defense. Is <laughs> it right to him? Seth Smith. Seth Smith with the clutch catch finishes the game, and we can only we can all finally go home. <laughs> Rockies win 11 to 10 in a close game. 
So, a thrilling victory here for the Colorado Rockies. We're going to send it down to Coors Field right now and get an interview with Mr. Todd Helton. Uh, Todd, how do you feel the game went for you today? Uh, I think we did pretty well. Um, we uh, scored probably the most runs we have in a game in a long time. And, um, gosh, Tulowitzki and uh, Hop, they really really helped us out today. I mean, uh, Hop and um, uh, Barmus. They Todd, are you drinking in between innings and having trouble recalling the games? Well, when we got into the uh, ninth inning um, and we blew those four runs, I pulled out the Jack Daniels. I thought we really fucked it up. But, um, no, but we... Uh, we pulled it out. Morales came through, and uh, actually, more Seth Smith really came through catching that fly. But yeah, I, I got a little fucking drunk. <laughs> so there you go. Todd Helton went ahead and knocked back a few while the Rockies were giving up runs. Um, but all in all, you know, solid effort. The pitching needs a little fine tuning, but I think a lot of it had to do with the weather. Maybe the pitches weren't breaking as much and stuff like that, and batters just feeding off of them. But uh, it was lots of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad the Rockies won. Brad, closing comments? Uh, yeah, just a huge scare at the end there, but the Rockies came through. They, uh, That means they go up there, what, six games ahead now? Five. Five games ahead in the uh, NL wild card. So, uh, good game, Rockies. Thanks for finally making uh, my coming out to a game worth it uh, for a win. Awesome. Good job. Uh, 11 runs. That's huge. That's what she said.